Hey, everybody. John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. We are back. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Yourself, Jonathan? I'm doing thank all you for, right. Thank you for asking. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Glorious I, day in New York. I'm always interested to see how, how are you're you doing? doing. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. Today, we are having our first intro guest. We're starting with uh, none other than TJ Berdiglione, who is uh, now a senior member of our team, uh, being with us now two years. How are you doing, Tej? Good. What's going on? but we're grateful that you came on our podcast today it's always you know john and jonathan and but we run a team of guys that we really adore and are are help us keep everything moving in the in the right direction for our clients um and we have a lot of fun together so we consider ourselves a small family the first question that we have is who and what inspired you to uh, to enter into the field of real estate. I feel like I kind of have a similar background with real estate, how I got into it in the first place with a lot of other people that always got into brokerage. And that's kind of almost by accident um, because I never expect, like, we've, we've talked about this before. I, I've never expected to be in real estate in the first place. Eight years ago now is really when I started in it. And that's when I started with the development firm first. And that was- uh, uh, Wait, eight years ago at the ripe old age of? 18. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of high school. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't have the opportunity to go to college. So when I was uh, dealing with all the things that I dealt with at that point, um, kind of a, a evolving with a backup against the wall, uh, it was more of a make or break, have to make money now type of thing than um, being able to do anything else. And without uh, get, if I can interrupt one second, without getting too involved, you've alluded to it, but do you want to share with the audience kind of the, um, the uh, intervening variable of why you didn't go to college? Yeah. Um, so at a, at a high school, I was actually committed to going to, to West Point first. Um, and then I was actually playing basketball over there, et cetera. Um, and I was going there for biomechanical engineering. I originally wanted to work with um, prosthetics uh, and the prosthetics that I wanted to work with uh, was kind of the forefront of it at the time. Yeah, no, so they're still figuring all this stuff out, but it, it was essentially uh, along the lines of uh, prosthetics that attach into nerve endings. And it's almost like um, biomechanics in a way that uh, literally robotic limbs could actually come into use through brainwave. Um, and that was what my initial thing was. And going to West Point, um, they were pretty much leading all of it because of uh, veterans that came back disabled, uh, all things along those lines. Um, that got put to a short halt. I uh, got into a bad car accident when I was a senior in high school, uh, cracked my head open and had a pretty bad brain injury from it. Um, and that just kind of took me off the track and uh, couldn't really do school anymore and then got buried in medical bills. Um, really was just complete shit show of a time. That was when I was 17. Um, and then pretty much my entire senior year I spent inside of a hospital. So uh, that was kind of the, the trigger as to why I wasn't able to go to school anymore. Um, and it was kind of the trigger as to why I just could not sit in a classroom and do what I used to be able to do. So luckily I was able to, uh, I think I had a self-awareness that not a lot of 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds would really have to be able to sit down with themselves and really self-analyze and self-reflect. Because um, when I did it, I made I made sure that I kind of destroyed myself on a, in, a, in a certain aspect, not in a negative way, but in a way where I had to be really realistic with myself. Um, because I, I think a lot of people like to see themselves in a certain light uh, that just frankly is not them. It's what they want to be. But when I sat down, I sat down inside a local community college by my house 
um, and basically locked myself in a, a room for a month or so um, and just wrote pros and cons of what I could do and couldn't do anymore in comparison to what I was versus what I am now uh, on a whiteboard. Um, and it kind of just came back to, I was, it, there were systems that you could use that where you type in your your strengths and weaknesses and it essentially would spit back at you online. There's a, I did like 10 of them. Um, it would spit back at you uh, professions or um, uh, I guess careers that you could still excel in or something that would be meant for you, quote unquote. Um, and the two overwhelming things that, overcame, that always came back were uh, real estate and politics. Um, politics as an 18 year old, I was like, yeah, okay, screw that. Um, and, uh, real estate, I knew that I could at least get some type of leverage and a quick start on because my grandfather, uh, was a builder in Brooklyn and New York city, um, way back in the seventies and eighties. Um, he hasn't done anything there since then. Um, but that was years ago. Um, so initially the way that I actually got started and it was just because, like I said, my backup was against the wall and then I got pretty lucky. Um, right when I was going to start, uh, actually shadowing for my grandfather at some of his buildings that were his rental buildings. Um, I was going to shadow his property managers. Um, at that time I was, uh, working part-time in a, in a gym, uh, as a sales consultant. And, um, I used to get there five o'clock in the morning every single day. Um, just to kind of, uh, because in my mind, the way I processed it was the networking that it was 5am for kind of a luxury gym for what the New Jersey area would offer. Um, you probably had the cream of the crop when it came to lawyers, lawyers, accountants, all that stuff uh, at the top of their fields. Um, and that was just how my brain kind of processed it. But uh, I ended up meeting this guy. Uh, we called ourselves, well, with the whole gym at 5 a.m., we had a pretty set group of like 20 people. We called ourselves the 5 a 5 a.m. crew. Uh, everybody knew each other pretty well. And I was by far the youngest uh, that ever came with them. Everybody was really like 30 plus. A right old day. age of 30 plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 continue. <laughs> um, but when uh, one morning I was there and this guy walked in really early and uh, there was nobody to take him around the gym to sign him up, do that whole thing, which was my job. And I just happened to be there that early. Um, showed, a, showed the guy around me and him just kind of hit it off. He signed up that day. And then uh, over the period of the next few months, uh, we just developed a friendly relationship. And then one day he asked me what I want to do with my life. I had no idea what the, what the guy did for a living or anything, um, but it turned out to be that uh, he, when I told, we'll go back a little bit. When I told him that I was getting into the property management side of things, uh, he literally grabbed my hands and just goes, no, fuck that. And uh, <laughs> me, I was kind of taken back. I had an attitude problem when I was younger. I still might have one. But um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, I was like, who the fuck is this guy telling me that I can't go and do this, that, that it's stupid? And um, he gave me his card and said, you just come here tomorrow, show up at my office at 4.30. I know you can already do that. You already do it as it is. So I did. And uh, I, was at, I was just basically his driver for the day. I drove around. I knew nothing about the guy really prior. Um, I, I just knew that he pulled up to the gym in a different car every day. And uh, it turned out to be that he was one of the biggest uh, GCs and developers in an area called Deal, New Jersey, um, which is just, it's as close to the Hamptons as Jersey gets. Um, and then uh, he was also a big GC in uh, the Brooklyn markets and the New York City markets on skyscraper work, uh, luxury apartments, brownstone conversions. Um, things all along those lines. Um, and by the end of that day, yes, yeah, so he took me to dinner, said, how did I like it? 
I said it was the coolest experience of my life. And uh, he offered me, he goes to me, I don't know what it is about you, but I like you. Uh, I want to give you a shot. Um, would you like to be my apprentice? And with that, I was like, fuck yeah. Um, and <laughs> I asked him basically what, what, what the- What, what does the, that mean? <laughs> what the caveat to it was. I said, what's the catch? And uh, he goes, no catch, no catch. I want you to start as my driver and we'll see where it goes. So I started as a guy's driver. Um, at this point, I was still going through all the, the medical stuff, uh, going through all those things. Um, but he was extremely understanding of all of it and gave me the opportunity to kind of balance both. Um, but over the course of three years with him, I uh, pretty much went from uh, his driver to his personal assistant and to the company's executive assistant. And then I was a PM for them uh, for a very- That's a great story. I love that story. And then wasn't it at David's prompting where he said, get your real estate license? Yeah, I, I, yeah, he, he told me to do that for, for years and he always put it in the back of my head and he was like, you have the look, you have this, you have that. Um, he also always said to me throughout the period of three years, he was like, you, you don't want to work for me forever. You, you want to go off on your own. You want to be me, et cetera, et cetera. But then he, uh, he, he gave me an opportunity then after um, that three years and I got, to, I got to do like a three month stint um, to be part of a team over at a very big development company um, that was insane um and i just got to put that on my resume type of thing and uh it was really a gift from him and a gift from them just for kind of the work that i was able to do as a pm for david um on their projects after after that three months wrapped up is when david pretty much shot me down again and was like here's the next five years with me and he lined it all up and at this point i was 20 22 um and as a 22 year old kid i was finally i was out of debt um, with the medical bills, all that stuff. Uh, I just, because at that point in time, I was still bartending too. Um, I used to work the development job six days a week for like 80, 90 hours. Um, and then I would bartend Friday nights, Saturday nights and Sundays. Um, and the only money that I really spent was the money that I made bartending and the rest of it from, uh, uh, from uh, the development firm just went towards the medical bills and savings. Um, and just Thankfully, over the period of three years, David, David was the kind of guy where he would pull up to a job site that I was on for three days in my car sleeping there and uh, just throw a lot of cash in the car. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> well, it's certainly, uh, you know, one of the things that stood out to us when we first met you was uh, there is something about you. You, you have that personality that's, that is easily, people easily gravitate towards. And it, it, uh, trustworthiness that that exudes from you. So, it's uh, it, and John and I, you know, we interview a lot of people and we talk to a lot of people that want to get into real estate, etc. And I know we've talked about it, but just you know, uh, for the audience, you know, we don't we hire one out of every you know, fifteen or twenty people that have uh, have that we've met with, um, and it, rarely do we agree wholeheartedly. And and and. You know, we didn't even know your, you know, the first time we met with you, which was sort of informally and such, we obviously had no idea what your background was and where you came from and what, you know, what trials and tribulations you had to deal with. And I appreciate you sharing your story. because I know it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a very personal thing and, but it's very inspiring. And, it, you know, I, yes, that David gave you a gift when he uh, came and gave you the shot or whatever, but you know, you created that. So it's, it's not, you put yourself in a position to get that. So as much as it's a gift to me, to work with somebody, somebody, uh, or you feel fortunate about it. I think a lot of that, 
uh, your work ethic and that, uh, and just who you are, um, you know, puts yourself in that position. So uh, I don't want to take away from that. And, uh, and certainly is the reason why we enjoy working with you still to this day. Tomorrow we'll see, but uh, so far so good. <laughs> and it's your genuineness and your, uh, there's a seriousness and yet there's this um, ability to you're always looking to learn and you're never, uh, you're never just resting on your laurels, so to speak. But you, you, you bring a sense of humility to, to the job that's, that's not only refreshing, but it's, it's what, um, what's lacking a lot in our industry. Uh, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what uh, you know, part of your career you are in or what have you, but you being a relatively, you, know, you were what a year with us, a little over a year with us at that point in time, when COVID hit, it just coincided with you. Uh, you had just gotten your New Jersey license because you thought, good, looking down the path, hey, I, could, I have a very big network out in Jersey and there's a natural, you know, uh, natural relationship to New York City. A lot of people of wealth that live in Jersey have places in the city. So I thought that was really smart of you to, uh, to get your license. And then COVID hit. Uh, and it was very fortunate, I think, at that time. But why don't you talk about what fast forward to COVID times and, and what you what happened for you at that point? Well, the New Jersey license, I really just got for shits and gigs. I didn't I, I didn't uh, expect to do anything. 25. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really expect to do anything with it in the beginning, because all I really wanted to do is I, I got into home flipping um, uh, pretty significantly last year um before COVID and um I just really wanted to have to have the ability to sell things on my own with having access to the MLSs and stuff that were in the New Jersey marketplace um instead of having to hire that out and spend an extra two and a half percent uh out of my profit margins on things it was kind of more so that I just got the license selfishly uh in kind of me more more or less saving money than anything else um but then it just kind of fell into place where there was uh, certain times. And really, it was the power of social media that did it. I did zero marketing. I did zero anything. And in that year, I ended up transacting on around 13 homes, um, just in like spare time um, type of things. It was never uh, really something that I focused on tremendously. Um, it was just more or less word of mouth uh, in an open market. But then when COVID happened, COVID ended up being the best thing on planet Earth. Uh, for the New Jersey real estate markets, for kind of the uh, so the suburbia markets, period, and I mean prices just completely skyrocketed here, and it didn't matter what the hell hit the market. All you really needed a, was a pulse uh, and able to be able to breathe to do the job in New Jersey, uh, and it still is that way right now. Um, we're going through kind of a market over here where uh, it, it just it doesn't matter what's put up for sale unless it's overpriced by 20, 30, maybe even 40 percent. It's mm. maybe it won't move. Otherwise, things are going 10, 20 percent above ask as it is. If I were to ask you, what's your favorite part of the job of selling residential real estate, whether it's New Jersey or New York, what would you say? Building the business. I, I, I like it. I like the um, was, for the past two years, the, the main thing that I've liked is watching uh, myself grow, the teams grow. Um, that's what I really like watching. And I, I like being able to be part of something that's being built. Uh, it's not necessarily that I don't like the, the sales aspect to it. It's not that I don't like the people aspect to it because I love all of those things, of course. But um, I really like to see the ability uh, and, and it's very satisfying to, to watch a business itself grow and evolve. 
it's it's just a it's a feeling that I enjoy being a part of or or doing, um, and that's my favorite part to it, honestly, because it's a never ending game, and there's always something to improve on. Always something else to learn. Yeah, we've talked about that many times. Where it's uh, something that that's how it's kept my my interest in particular, but John's as well is that there's always something new, a new personality to deal with, or a new problem to to tackle. Um, but along those lines, what do you think? Uh, it, was there anything surprising to you now having, you know, now being a couple of years into the business, into the brokerage side, I know you've been in real estate for, for, you know, since you were in diapers, but, <laughs> uh, but on the brokerage side, like if you, what would have been, or, or what would you say is the biggest surprise that's jumped out at you or, or not? Uh, how low the bar is for entry. <laughs> that's honest. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 I, I find it to be beyond frustrating. Um, I, I, I say this, I say this all the time when people ask me about real estate, I tell them the bar for entry is down here. The bar for success is up here. Frankly, I think that all the tests and everything are just a money grab. And I mean, specifically for the New York city marketplace, I think there should be a one year course at the bare minimum for people to learn these things. Um, because people don't realize it. Maybe, maybe on a national scale, if you're talking about the quote unquote realtor population, um, where, I mean, we, we don't really go by realtor where we are, um, cause we're not, right. um, we're brokers. It's, it's, it's very commonplace uh, for people to just kind of get a license and go into it and say that they're on a new career path. Um, and then I'm not knocking that by any means. I mean, it's exciting. Everybody's it, it's an entrepreneurial thing. If you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, you can't. But at the end of the day, I think that there is a reason there's a 99.9% fail rate in our industry. Um, and I think the major difference between the United States market or even the global market versus a New York City market um, just simply has to do with things along like, like co-ops. Um, I think that a, a normal real estate broker, and I, now that I'm experiencing it in both markets, it's extremely easy to do it in a suburban market. It is not hard. You do not need that much knowledge. You do not need to know what we know in New York City. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a totally different game out here. Um, mm. It's a game that, that it, frankly, is, is, is easy. Um, if you're coming from a New York City marketplace, if you're coming from a, from a luxury place like a, maybe a Miami marketplace or a California, but realistically, we're operating with co-ops and there's parts of our jobs where we need to not necessarily operate or act like, but we need to have the same knowledge um, or experience that a, that a CPA level or an attorney level person um, can really need to, to advise clients on things um, before we get to the actual nitty gritty stuff with them. I'm going to throw one last question in that's not on our list. And it's not to put you on the spot, but we talk about when one enters the residential real estate market, you can either work on your own as your own sales agent, or you can join a team. And you, TJ, opted to join a team. So <laughs> I know it sounds so funny because you've been with us two and a half years, but what has been your experience working on our team? Well, getting into it, it's a no-brainer to be a part of a team. Drop your ego um, type of thing. Uh, everybody thinks that they want to go out on their own and they can do this, they can do that. But especially going into New York City, like I said, there is no education for, for what that marketplace is. It, it's important that when you're getting on a team to, like I said, drop your ego and, and learn the business in and out because it really is trial by fire. And if you have a support system that's directly behind you in a team setting, then you're getting to learn extremely quickly. Whereas if you're on your own, you're kind of relying on office managers that might not have the time for you, um, et cetera, stuff like that. When I came to Corcoran in the first place, I actually went to, to Douglas Elliman first when I was interviewing with teams 
Um, but then I came to Corcoran second. Um, and you guys, to our point before, it just kind of happened how we met. Because uh, otherwise I interviewed with, I think it was 18 teams that Robert set me up with. Um, and that was... Only 18? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I, think I, there I, were 18. Summer, yeah. Being able to learn from you guys was the best thing that I could have asked for. Because it, I, I think that a lot of uh, other teams that when, when it make, it's coming to a decision process, that it's actually making that decision is number one, you need to be able to gel with the personalities in the first place. But number two, you need to have people that will take the time to actually teach you things. Um, and I'm eternally grateful and forever indebted to the two of you for being able to give me the time and, and the mentorship that you have over the past few years. See, um, was that so hard? That's all getting... John needed. That's all he needed. I was getting there. Now I feel horrible. <laughs> was I obvious? Yeah. Was I really obvious? It wasn't that obvious, just a little bit. I was getting there. But oh, I Oh God, you are so tough. I think it's well, important for people to understand the realities of, of getting into it because it seems all hunky-dory on Instagram and shit like that. But yeah. Typically it's a nightmare. It is really, really, really challenging. And I think it was very well put to you. So listen, just the way that you said what you said about us, we feel about you in spades. It is a great joy having you a part of our team. We learn from you and uh, we've, we've watched your successes and your growth. And it's, it's really fabulous to be able to do that. And um, not only how you pivoted in New York City, but also in New Jersey. And uh, you, are, uh, you give a new meaning to the word teamwork and team playing. So thank you for that. Uh, no, I would, I would echo everything you said. I, you know, uh, it's tough to find the right. I think organic is a, is a great term to use. Yes. Um, we, we felt like that from the get-go with you as well, TJ. And we're glad to have you. And uh, glad that you decided to join us today to uh, give everybody a little bit of background on you. And if you want to know more, reach out. And ladies, I think he's single. Oh, he's definitely single. It might change every now yes, and then. But I think it's, I think he's And totally enough single. of this, he's focusing <laughs> in on his career. Please. Seriously, thank you for coming on the podcast, uh, TJ. You're the best. Thank you all for being a part of John and Jonathan Sell NYC. Uh, you want to tune into, um, you go to our, if we can help you in any way, go to our website, go to our Instagram, right? Is that where we go? Okay, yeah. I think, I think there's might be some Facebook in there. I don't know. And we'll, see, everywhere. we'll see you all next week. Have a great stay week. Stay safe and healthy. And stay nice. in gratitude. There Thanks, you guys. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at John and Jonathan Sell NYC. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.